Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. Hey, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Welcome to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome to TransformationRadio.fm. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. You know, I am so feeling the blessings right now. I get to wake up every day and uh, work with a great group of people and a really, really great group of people. Um, Our hosts, um, people that are on the network, they're just amazing. And I'm always blown away by what they're creating and how they're creating it. Uh, And so, you know, today it's amazing for me to think that we get to be part of how people take their message out into the world and response to all of you who are saying, gee, I would really like to know more about this. I would really like to know more about that. And, you know, thank goodness for the people that are saying yes to coming on the show, especially people like Dr. Deb Sandella joining me here today. You know, when you think about what's going on in the world and how how people are really working through being the best that they could be, but then all of a sudden you come down with an illness, you come down with a pain, You know, your body is hurting. You're not quite understanding how you got to the place that you're at right now. And those of you that are tuning into the show, you know that I do a separate show called Lyme Talk Radio about Lyme disease. So you pretty much know as you listen to that show and what people are going through, that there is a degree of suffering that is happening in the world and folks are trying to find a solution. But what if there was one? What if you could say goodbye to hurt and pain? That's actually, that's actually what uh, Dr. Sandella has written about. Goodbye to hurt and pain. Goodbye. Goodbye, hurt. Goodbye, pain. Adios, amigos. Gone. Seven simple steps for health, love, and success. But what is it about, what is it about Dr. Sandella that says, listen, I'm going to write about this. You know, not only going to write about it, but I'm going to help people actually do this. Goodbye, hurt and pain. Absolutely. What if you were to hold that as a possibility in life? What if you were to become so aware on what the realm of possibility is for yourself, for your life, for whatever is ailing you? And what if there was a way to transform that? That's what today's show is about. Uh, And for those of you that may have heard about the book, then you're going to hear from the author directly. But what if you're Dr. Deborah Sandella? What if you've been helping thousands of people find themselves? uh, And what if you've been doing it for like 40 years? 
what if you have won awards uh, for what you've done and are teaching people about this? And what about creating a groundbreaking method that can be shared with the world? That's today. That's what we're going to talk about here. You know, that's what this conversation is about. But what is it about awakening that sounds so simple on the surface? And yet, I got to tell you, we scratch our heads and say to ourselves, oh, I don't know how I missed that. Dr. Sandella, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Oh, thank you, Dr. Pat. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I want to start out with the conversation of awakening. What awakening did you have to be able to show up today and do this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> well, are you, yeah, so you, are you talking about my originally, uh, my transition years ago? Is that what you mean? Or <laughs> Well, I, I, yeah, I love to talk about how the heck do people like you and me get to be in a place like today where ah. we're talking about something that's going to help other people. Right. I, I used to think it was right. just dumb, dumb luck, but I know it's not that anymore. <laughs> No, no. Actually, you know, I was a psychotherapist in the first 20 years of my life. And then I had this experience with my dad uh, when he had a cardiac arrest that just changed my life forever. And I needed to look beyond what I knew to what I didn't know and to explore that. And that's been what's happening the last 20 years. Uh, And, you know, isn't this really the call to action now, especially in the world of healing? That aren't, oh, we really, yeah. aren't we being called to do that, though? Not, not, you know, all of us, we're being called to do that. Absolutely, completely. It's just amazing. It's just like ripples going out, and people are waking up and, and looking at things in a new way and understanding who we are, that we're so much more than we thought we were. And uh, it's quite exciting, actually. Well, Goodbye, hurt and pain. Let's talk about the topic for a minute in the title of your book. I don't think that if you're living in the United States, let's just talk about the U.S. if we could. If you're living in the United States, I don't think that you are unaware of the degree by which we're looking at humanity here and seeing total opposite ends of of the spectrum. We're looking at people that are so bent on being fit and thriving and the other end of the spectrum where we're looking at disease, especially autoimmune disease, at an all-time high. Right. Right. It's, well, it's really true. And they're actually, even though they're opposite ends of the continuum, they can be related. Because yes. the process, you know, at the, at the foundation that creates some kind of a dissonance in the body and in the mind and the heart uh, is the same. It is. So, and t- t- yeah. tell us about, tell us a little bit more about that, because many people listen to the show are saying, wait a minute, I heard what she just said right there. All right, how, do, <laughs> how do I connect those dots? Uh, a right, right. I can understand. So what happens is the reaction to how we deal with our feelings uh, can show up as striving for health. Or it can show up as illness and all of the places in between so that, you know, our mind and body, and we know this. I mean, we've all had some sense of this for a long time, that our mind and body is so intricately interwoven that it's very hard to discern in some ways what's the emotional part of us 
and what is the physical part of us. Like, they're, they're so connected. And the neuroscience is now completely uh, unfolding that story in such a beautiful way just recently. In fact, I have thought, God, it took me, you know, I'm 66 years old. It's taken me a long time to write this book. Mm-hmm. And then I realized it wasn't just me getting ready. It was the science being ready to write this book. You know, it's fascinating that we're talking about the science, yet when we go back, and somebody actually called me on this the other day and said, you know, Pat, this is not new stuff. I mean, even if you slightly or just a little teeny bit believe anything in some of the spiritual writings that were done thousands and thousands of years ago, I'm not just talking about the Bible, I'm talking about the writings, that Mm -hmm. folks have done. Uh, And what he said to me is, if you believe in 1% of it, and we carried those ideas forward about what's possible in the world, and his statement pretty much was, we can pretty much rid ourselves of disease. Now, Mm -hmm. you pretty much say the same thing in your (laughs) book. Except yeah, that you're yeah, giving, us, say, you're giving yeah. us some tools, right? Right, exactly. And I think the thing, you know, I, I started out in life uh, on that mm-hmm. spiritual end. I would say I was born mm-hmm. more of a spiritual person, actually probably not fully in my body. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and some people come in, they're just fully in their body, but not aware of their spirit. And so I think the journey is to travel in the direction of wherever we haven't incorporated yet. So for me, what I have come to realize over the last 20 years particularly, is that uh, neither the spiritual or the physical uh, is enough by itself, Mm -hmm. and that uh, there really has to be the integration of both, so that how to embody what we know about that part of us that's greater than just the body, uh, greater than just our thoughts, how to actually bring that into awareness and work with it in an embodied way has been uh, has been really a, an interesting journey for me, and, and I would say it's really led me to write this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're asking some very important questions in the book, and when we come back from break, we're going to talk about it. You know, uh, clearly one of the questions you ask is, uh, for, for those of you out there listening here, are you ready for this? Do you ever feel overwhelmed by uncomfortable emotions? Yeah, even when the Seahawks lose in the last three seconds of the game, as if, but here you go, as if they have consumed you, consumed you, and guess what? So much of this is going on today. We're going to take a short break and we come by, come back, we're going to talk about, you know, goodbye hurt and pain. You know, this idea of consumption by emotions what is it that happens with that? And thank goodness, uh, Dr. Deb Sandell is joining me here today. What can we do about it? And by the way, if you don't think we're tapped into emotions, then step back a little bit and just get a sense of what's going on in the workplace, what's going on in the world, what's going on in politics, and ask yourself the question, am I immune from all of this? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. California dreams Look 
brand consultant and coach, Jen Morgan, is here with Radically Distinct Radio to help maximize your brand's power to produce results. Whether you're a person with a dream and unsure where to start or a CEO of a successful company wondering what's next, Jen Morgan and the RAD Method empowers you to play to your strengths and focus your competitive edge so you can show up in the world as your most powerful brand. Go to jenmorgan.com or call 206-972-5366. Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our real house to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at thedrpatshow.com. Tune in to the Angels and Answers Psychic Radio Show with Clairvoyance Artie Hoffman and Sky Siegel every Thursday for a two-hour show, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio. Artie and Sky deliver spiritual and motivational messages with passion and a sense of humor. Call in 800-930-2819 for live and on-air readings. Visit ArtieHoffman.com and SkyOfAngels.com. Are you anxious? Worried or insecure? Hi, I'm Dr. Friedman Schaub. I'm the author of The Fear and Anxiety Solution. Join me for my next breakthrough video seminar, which starts on September 10th. This program has helped thousands of people worldwide to overcome their struggles with anxiety, and I'm certain it can also help you. If you're ready to be free again and have a stronger foundation of inner peace and confidence, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Are you ready for a game changer? Sarah Westall is bringing you Business Game Changers Radio. Sarah brings you leading experts, visionaries, and newsmakers who provide the best commentary on big issues and cutting-edge innovations. Sarah's 20 years as a business executive will help you think like an entrepreneur with expertise, energy, and attitude. Tune in to Business Game Changers Mondays at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. You said it's all yours if you take it there I said I can't do it alone, I swear You said it's all yours, it's all yours Hey everybody, welcome back and those of you out there uh, I want to keep the phone lines open throughout the, the next uh, but Well, this hour and next hour For those of you out there who want to call in, weigh in Want to bring a question to the forefront For Dr. Deb Sandella joining me here today The author of Goodbye Hurt and pain. Yeah. Seven simple steps for health, love, and success. Uh, our phone line here, if you want to call in, 1-800-930-2819. Or if you want to send us a message, go to Transformation Talk Radio and click on the player on the right. And it'll open up and you can type right in there uh, and get your question in for the show. Um, 
Uh, before we get back into this conversation, uh, Dr. Sandella, would you mind telling people, first of all, how can they get a copy of the book? Uh, but then also, how do they find out more about you and about the methodology we're going to be talking about here? Right. Uh, yes, well, the book, right now you can, you can go through www.goodbyehurtandpain, and the and is spelled out, Dot com, and uh, you can even gain some special bonus gifts when you go there uh, and buy through Amazon and all of the great uh, booksellers that there are. So you can find it pretty much anywhere. Now, my website uh, is Dr. D R D E B Deb Sandella S A N D E L L A. So it's like Sand and Ella dot com. Awesome. So, yeah, thank you. Uh, okay, we're going to talk about what you've discovered because I think that's important. You know, we, you know, we're in a place now where there's a reason that this show is so popular, and one of the reasons is that people are really looking to empower themselves. And, and you know, Dr. Sandello, when I started this 14 years ago, the whole idea of presenting solutions to people through talk radio was not really the norm. But this is really what we're doing here. There's a reason why people want this information. And is it because of the, the question that I, I brought to the forefront that you put so beautifully in your book? Overwhelmed. We're overwhelmed. We're overwhelmed to the point where we're tuning out. Our bodies are not able to handle it. But tell us, please, what is at well the bottom of this? Yes, well, you're totally right, Dr. Pat, that uh, there are so many people feeling overwhelmed. And one of the things that has happened over time is how we think about feelings, how we think about emotion, that when we talk about emotion, because it's invisible, it feels uncontrollable because it has a life of its own, it is spontaneous, then it feels like we are absolutely out of control when it comes to our emotions and our feelings. However, that's not accurate. We just haven't understood how our emotional organic system works with emotions. So when we start to use our body, use our imagination, we can actually begin to sense the nature of our feelings in a very different way that feels manageable. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to talk with you a bit about culture as it relates to uh, the conversation today. Uh, and here's what I mean when I say culture. I come from an Italian family. Uh, I do have a last name, Dr. Pat Basili. I'm <laughs> from an Italian family. And I really value my upbringing in a lot of ways. And what I mean by that is I can't remember in my childhood a Sunday dinner where emotions and feelings were not present. I just can't. Now, yes. I'm not saying that's good, bad, or indifferent, but I didn't grow up as a teenager and then in my 20s and think, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed with emotions. Uh, so how does culture in our upbringing, I mean, is it, is it nature or is it nurture? <laughs> Well, I would say it's definitely nature that, uh, and I'm Italian too, actually, so <laughs> I can relate to that Sunday uh -huh. afternoon dinner, uh, and that, so 
nature is set up, we're created so that feelings coming through our body spontaneously are bringing us information constantly. So actually, even though we're not aware of it, feelings are constantly dynamically being perceived in the body. And if we focus on it, we'll also bring it into conscious awareness. Then we'll Mm -hmm. be aware of both of those. And then they're supposed to bring us information and pass through. So they're transient. They don't become part of us and they're not meant to become part of us. However, if we stop them, we block them, we don't want them, we ignore them, we stuff them, uh, then what happens, it's like uh, creating a dam in our flow of Mm -hmm. emotion, like our river of emotion. And then those feelings stick around. And of course, the ones we try to dam up are the uncomfortable ones that we don't like. So those are the ones then that will stick around because we're, we're trying to stop them. Okay. And so let's talk about, as you, as you do in your book, let's talk about the end game that happens with that. And you know what I love about this? I don't think people have read your other book, uh, and, and, uh, but I have. And Ooh. what I really love about this is that I think awareness is the first step. And I think you talk about it in the book here, too. Where when you're talking about, wait a minute, goodbye, hurt and pain, we're not saying, oh, let's shove that under the carpet. There's a level of awareness. But what happens when we get that level of awareness? How many directions can we go with that? Right. Well, you know, yeah. when we, yes, exactly. Because we, the thing is, is we sense through our right brain. So for the longest time, our culture has grown more and more left-brained. So way back in, you know, original people's time, uh, it was more whole brain and more right brain because we were living on the land, you know, our natives were living on the land. But what happened as we became smarter and educated and industrialized, which is a great gift and a strength, it also has gotten overdone such that we've been living in our left brain too much and sensing an emotion and feeling uh, all of all of that is in the right creative brain. So what's been happening is we've been, you know, going more and more out of touch with the part of us that is emotional and creative and expressive. So being able to connect back again with our right brain and bring that into greater balance, oh, feels so good because, you know, we don't want to, you know, otherwise we're kind of talking heads, (laughs) walking around in our thoughts all the time. And there's no juiciness in that. It's important and we need it. We need both sides of our brain. However, there's no juiciness. We don't feel love in the left side of our brain. We absolutely do not. And you know, here's really what you're talking about in here. I love this book, by the way. I, I don't know how you put all this in here, but you did. You must have a <laughs> you, you must have a great editor, but 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 you have so much to offer in this conversation, and it's so important. I, I want to ask you this question before we go to break. I have talked about how we can heal ourselves, right? I'm actually a living example. I don't actually know how I did it, but then I read your book, and I realize, oh, that that must be how. See. We have to be able to duplicate healing, right? Do you know what I mean? Those of us that come from this psychology place, anytime we've ever done a study, what did our research uh, uh, faculty say to us? Dude, like that's not going to be a study if nobody can duplicate that, right? Mm -hmm. 
Isn't that what you've done, though, is you've right. given us a way so that, wait a minute, Pat, this is not just for me and the people I, I see. Other people can do this, right? Exactly. And that has been the exciting part. Because about 20 mm. years ago is when I closed my psychotherapy practice and <laughs> moved in this direction. And, oh, my God, it's been this magnificent discovery. Because I decided to put aside all that I thought I knew and what I had been taught to expect and to see what was possible. And so really what has happened is the clients themselves have shown me what's possible when it's not limited. And to be able to follow our organic emotional system is amazing. And the students that I teach how to do it, they're like, their eyes get big because it feels very magical in the way that it unfolds and the organic abilities that we're born with that we just are not tapping. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, part of this not tapping is because do you think maybe we were told we can't tap it? I mean, anybody that watches television, right? Uh, And even now you go to movies, they're playing commercials and movies. But everyone watches television and doesn't mute out the commercial. It's pretty much telling you you really don't have what it takes to take care of yourself, girl. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And especially when we started advertising all the medication, because you're totally right. So, I mean, the research on the subconscious uh, integration of images without even realizing it is huge. Yeah. Uh, We're going to be talking about what you've discovered. Uh, you and I are kind of similar. Kind of walked, kind of walked away from uh, that big fat degree, and decided. Right. Decided there was real healing that could be done. I want to ask you a question. In the book, you talk about heavy versus light. I love this. As a matter of fact, we have a regular host on the show uh, who talks about: Is it heavy or is it light? Can you talk about? How how the reference in your book today helps people to heal. Right. So what happens, I think, when we were talking earlier about how feelings feel elusive and invisible, when we start actually quantifying emotion in some creative right-brain way, uh, then the left brain comes in and becomes a partner. Now we're working in the whole brain. We're in the body. We have the mind available to us. We start to unify our whole being. And one of those ways is to look at the qualities of emotion. And again, Mm. we bring imagination in. Socrates said imagination is the language of the soul. So we bring imagination in to be the translator of this. So it's not a left brain thinking process. It's actually more of an intuitive process of allowing ourselves to really listen to the voice that speaks up when we ask a question like, how heavy how heavy is this energy of mm-hmm. anger in, in my body? And, and we just get a number. And whatever number pops in is the right number. It's not about right or wrong. It's not about mm-hmm. accuracy. It is about being able to give a graphic form to something that has felt uh, invisible and uh, unable to be known. And so when we do that, all of a sudden, we start to feel really differently. We start to feel empowered. We're no longer at the mercy of our feelings or our pain or our situation. We now, the left brain is now engaged with us, and we can start solving the problem. 
Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about how do we solve the problem? The question, how do we free ourselves? I love this, of stuck negative feelings. In other words, stuckness. What if stuckness, every aspect of stuckness can be pointing to a negative feeling that literally you could say goodbye to? Yep, that's why we've got Dr. Deborah Sandella joining us here today. Stay tuned. When we come back, you're going to get the solution. Are you searching? Looking for a sign? A message you need to hear? From the great unknown? From the most mysterious place that is the most familiar to your soul in the depths of who you are? The universe puts someone here to talk to, someone God gave a blessing to that you may find insight with. TheAngelLady.net. 1-800-323-1790. Tune in to The Michael Shane Show the third Tuesday of each month at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com and connect with the ascended beings to raise your vibration and manifest the life you desire. Get ready to receive healing through the transphysical mediumship of Reverend Michael Shane and the ascended beings. Visit MichaelShane.com. That's M-Y-C-H-A-E-L, Shane.com, and call 425-971-6632 to schedule your full healing session now. What is a brilliant culture? And how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you design a culture that is authentic, innovative, and successful. Learn how to create change with Cultural Brilliance Radio, the DNA of organizational excellence and Claudette Rowley. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit ClaudetteRowley.com. Hi, this is Leslie Fontaine. Are you driven by your victimized inner child? Does your child scream at the possibility of the unknown? Remember, your child couldn't drive a car, go to the grocery store, say no, control her time, or make money. Panic surfaces when we empower ourselves, start something new, or just say no. That child doesn't know the big you can take care of yourself. Rather than fight, embrace her. Let him know you can take care of him. This is a big part of healing for many of us. Need help? Visit LeslieFontaine.com and let's talk about unfolding all that you want to be, do, and have. There are individual sessions, classes, and audio products to help remove the blocks and move you into your potential. And listen to my show, Sheer Alchemy, on Transformation Talk Radio, Wednesdays at 10 Pacific, 1 Eastern. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404.
Wow. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's so great to be connecting with all of you. Oh, my goodness. We are so excited about the changes we're going to be bringing your way. Uh, amazing. And you know what? I got to take a little sneak peek at a couple of these. And I'm just so grateful for the people that I get to work with. I mean, we have such an incredible programming team. Wait till you see the new interface and everything for uh, TransformationRadio.fm. And by the way, yeah, we are launching 10 different channels. And actually, it's actually the way Belgium Radio is done. Uh, but that's uh, a conversation that uh, the team is going to be coming on the show and we're going to be telling you all about it. Today, it's another kind of innovation. It's an innovation about healing. What if you could say goodbye to hurt and pain? But what if one of the indicators was stuckness? Dr. Sandella, I think, have you ever Googled stuck? I, I do that on a regular basis. Actually, I've been keeping track of the word stuckness on Google for almost 14 years. Wow. <laughs> She's probably thinking right now, oh, my gosh. Uh, no, I really no, no, that's say interesting. Yes? Well, so what have you noticed? So I'm curious what yeah. you noticed. And so why would I do something like that? Well, you know, clearly for me, I was so stuck after I finished my doctorate work. You know, I don't going back to school was not something I had preplanned in that way. And then when I was done, I had studied the consequences of broken promises for eight years, doctors. I'm telling you, do you think maybe I had a little bit of pain after yeah. 1,200 pages of interview notes of people that have been crushed? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So, okay, I decided to create crust busting because I got stuck. Mm. So I relate to the word stuckness. But what I found over in 14 years, I'm not alone. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I mean, I wish I could say I was alone, but people listening to this show, y'all know that when I say the word stuck, raise your hand if you know what that's like, but you've got a solution for us. And I love to hear you share with us what you've discovered between stuck emotions and healing, love and success. Right. So, you know, there's that phrase, you know, uh, it got stuck in your craw. That's been around <laughs> for a very long time. And that's exactly says it, uh, that when we have an experience that is highly uh, emotional, high, has a high intensity of emotion in it, unless it's processed in some way, it can get stuck in the body, and then it goes invisible, and we don't exactly know what that moment is anymore. We don't know how it's influencing us, but it is. So what I've seen in this work over the last 20 years is when we unravel by going through the body, like actually sensing the body, the body just automatically, through imagination and body sensing, automatically can take us back to the root experience that is stuck in terror in time, and it can be quite innocuous. Like there was a, a woman. Is it okay to tell a story here? Or? Yes, I love okay. stories. I okay, love great. Stories. <laughs> so there was a woman in her early 30s who was very successful professionally, but she wanted to get married and have children, and she had never had good luck at dating. And so she, when we uh, sensed through her body back to the source, all of a sudden, there was this image. Imagination brought up an image of the first time she felt this as fifth grade standing in the cafeteria line. 
And a fifth grade boy comes up to her and says, you're ugly. And in that moment, you know, fifth grade girls are very, very sensitive about how they look. And uh, in that moment, she was just humiliated. She felt like tears. But she didn't remember any of this until she went back and and saw this through her her imagery. So as we went into that moment, so we, we are now have unlocked this moment in time that has been creating, uh, you know, problems ever since. And she was able then to speak to him. So we, through imagination, she spoke to him and said, that hurt my feelings. Why did you do that? And what we found out is he did it because he liked her. And she was completely blown away. Her whole self-esteem was reformulated because now she saw herself as attractive to men rather than ugly. And so after that, you know, within months she met a man that she really liked, and within a year they were engaged and married with children now. So that if we don't really understand what's stuck, and intellectually we can't know that, it's only through that creative right brain process can we really uncover it, where we get to that place where we access emotional memory and unlock it. And then we can actually, it's, it's just simple. It's all simple. We can regenerate it for a different kind of feeling. So what happens is she now felt very differently in her body. Mm-hmm. than when she stood to walk out, she held herself completely like she was an attractive woman now. It was just amazing to witness. I, I love being able to hear the stories. And your book is really filled with them. And that's what I really love that. I mean, it's not just a book where you take us through this is how you do it and this is what you change. But you talk about stories, whether we're reading about Heather or we're reading about, you know, Mark, it doesn't really matter. You're giving us real life examples of what people are doing to change. Um, Yeah. Yes. I think the thing is, is that's how I've learned. Yeah. Is through the experiences so that uh, the stories are really, really important because they mm-hmm. were teaching me as well. Yeah. I want to talk about redo and renew. Mm-hmm. I discovered the power of imagination, I think, as a really young kid. And then I forgot about it. I discovered it. Then I forgot about it. And then I rediscovered it again. Um, and... The question is, how helpful is a creative imagination? Or is it better, as my friends say to me, Pat, you got to be like more of a realist. And I'm like, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a quadruple Sagittarius. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I would love for you to talk about this. Because I really think that I'm here talking with you today because I didn't imagine myself as sick. I imagine myself as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, I think there's a big distinction between mm-hmm. avoidant fantasy where, <laughs> uh, you know, we're trying to avoid reality and then creative imagination where we're actually constructing uh, reality. Mm-hmm. And so th- those are very different. And, and of course, we need to be in reality eventually. However, if we stay stuck in reality and deny the 
you know, the creative part of us, that, that's just a very important part of it. And I think what you said is so important, Dr. Pat, because we, I think one of the reasons we've not used imagination as much as we have is because we, uh, we dismiss it as childlike or play. And, uh, you know, the reality is it is critical to the development of our life, how we feel and what we create in our life, what we create in our body, in our relationships, in our work, it is just so powerful. It's like this tool that is amazingly powerful, and we're not even picking it up and using it. Yeah. What do you think is our hesitation in doing that? Is it that we're not aware of how to do it? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I do. Well, I think it's, yeah, part of it is awareness, but I also think there's fear. So I think in our culture, uh, what happens, and I've seen this a lot with people who have had traumatic childhoods, Mm -hmm. that they get very locked into left brain thinking, because Mm -hmm. if I can predict and I can think and I can organize my environment around me, I'll stay safe. I can keep myself safe. What we find out is that actually is there's a certain part of that that's true. However, emotionally, it's not true at all. And so when we're really stuck in our left brain, to think about the creative right brain and like closing our eyes and just trusting whatever comes, it can seem scary because it's unknown. So it's like moving Mm -hmm. into the unknown. So what's happened, like what I find when I teach students how to do this, is that's the biggest thing is they need enough experience to really trust that our organic system is trustable, that it's trustworthy, that it's reliable, because we think of it as unknown. Mm -hmm. We We think of it as unknown, right? And then even if it's unknown, where is the threshold between the unknown and fear, right? There's a right. little threshold, right? I don't, you, you know what I'm trying to say? It's like, I do. oh, yeah, wait a minute, because, I don't know. But then like, right. now I'm going to make up what I don't know. I'm right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, that is exactly right. And so what, what I've learned over these 20 years is the, when we actually follow, so we don't have to make anything up, that we actually just trust whatever it is. So, like, for instance, with REM, R-I-M, the, the technique that I created, that you, the client, or when you're doing it with yourself, you can't do it wrong. <laughs> that whatever comes is actually right is very helpful because there's no resistance to our natural inclination. And so if we're scared or we say, oh, I don't want to do that or I can't do that, then we go with that. And so sense that I can't do it energy, where is that in your body? And so what happens is this very natural congruent process that just takes us more and more into ourselves in this uh in this beautiful, safe way. So safety, because I came from psychotherapy, and I'm okay. sure you can relate to this, yeah, yeah. Pat, that, uh, you know, safety is uh, of utmost importance to me. And so uh, that was one of the things in doing this, because honestly, uh, in psychotherapy, I think, you know, many of us were really scared of emotion, <laughs> of intense, mm-hmm. scary emotion or flashbacks, that kind of thing. So what happens in this new style of working with memory. We're no longer afraid of it. We're actually welcoming whatever's there and bringing Mm -hmm. in then safety measures where situations now can have a voice. 
now can have a movement, now can have protection, now can have safety that didn't have safety back at the time. And then that recreates a new body memory, a new emotional memory of safety that changes the way we are in the world and how we look at the world, how we trust the world. You know, I'm really struck by this for for two reasons, because first of all, I think kids do it really, really well. Mm-hmm, and what absolutely. I mean by that is, you know, every time it, as a child, what I did is I would go to see all these horror movies. I was a comic book crazy kid, uh, had all the superheroes, all the villains. My, my world existed in this. And, and then I had a traumatic experience in childhood. And so I remember in my dreams, I would take all of these crazy characters that I had, all of them, all of them. Frankenstein, the werewolf, it doesn't, didn't matter. And I would make them my army. I would literally <laughs> take, take these things that you're, you've grown up to really uh, be afraid of, and I would put them on my team. And what was fascinating about that is that is a little trick that I carried forward in life. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that that's what you're suggesting, that we go out and read comic books and that's what we do. <laughs> But in essence, it kind of is, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, you're talking about the process, not the content. Yes, the, process. the process. Not so the project. process, actually, you're absolutely correct. The process is making friends with what scares us, but in a yeah. new way, yep. a different way than talking ourselves into it. Because yeah. we know, uh, well, in the neuroscience, we know mm-hmm. that we can't talk ourselves into things that our body is picking up as dangerous. It just doesn't work. So if that alarm is going off of that I'm in danger, whether that's emotional or physical, then we can't use the intellect to get us out of that. We can, however, create a different feeling, and that's what you did, Pat. You created a feeling of safety. And look how well it worked. That that is exactly, you know, it's so perfect. And I love that you shared that because if we would let ourselves use this way of being that we think of as childlike, if we would allow ourselves to be more silly, more uh, non, you know, more spontaneous then all of that starts to happen very naturally. We don't even have to, you know, it just comes intuitively. Well, and, I, you know, here's what I think, and, you know, we're going to skip the break because I want to talk more about, you know, <laughs> what you're, you know, what you're using to help people, what you're sharing with people. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a mistake in our pop culture that we are completely obsessed with superheroes. I, I really right. don't think that there is a mistake with that at all. Here's where I think the mistake is. I think the mistake is when you look at what these franchises are planning to do with the superheroes in the next three years, literally kill them all off and go to a very dark place. Mm. I think they're kind of missing the boat on that. But I don't think that that's a mistake we have, our obsession with superheroes right now. Right. No, I think that's right. Because uh, what happens is, you know, somehow in our humanity, we know there's a limitation. And yet we also have a sense, uh, you know, within us, that observer part of us, that the witness also knows there's more to us than just our humanity. And so, you know, you're exactly right. So superheroes is one of the ways that that has taken form to bring together the humanity and that part of us that is greater. However, 
it's not particularly functional. So um, what happens, for instance, in the, in the method that I've created is we do utilize and call in virtual resources mm-hmm. that are powerful, safe, and loving to be with us. Now, we're not specific. That is unique to that person's imagination as to what shows up. But what fascinated me is when I was reviewing the science of it, that they found in this one particular study that when we have somebody with us, when we're having some kind of a painful, physically painful experience, that the degree of pain is mitigated. Mm. However, what was most mitigating was that having their picture with us, the picture of somebody who loves us with us, actually decreased the feeling of pain even more. And so what happens is when we are having the remembrance of somebody loving us, then we don't have all of the real-life stuff to interrupt. (laughs) You know, it's a bit more idealized, and so it feels very safe, just like your characters. There was nothing to uh, interrupt your being able to experience them as supporting you and, and taking good care of you. And that is an ability that we have that we're just not using. Yeah. You know, I wanted to ask you this, too. Uh, but before we get into sort of our, our, our wrap up here, let's just take a moment and, and, you know, remind people, first of all, the book is Goodbye, Hurt and Pain. And Dr. Uh, Deb Sandella joining me here today. Again, please tell folks how they can get a copy of the book and also how they can find out more about you, how, can, how they can work with you. Right, right. So uh, the book is available everywhere that, you know, that, that there are booksellers, uh, including online. And you can also access it at www.goodbyehurtandandpain.com. Uh, and I do have a website that's drdebsandella.com. And Sandella is like Sand and Ella. And uh, I actually also have uh, people I've trained who uh, can work with people as well, in addition to me. Uh, If you're wanting to do, you know, to have some facilitation with the technique, and especially if people have had uh, trauma early in their life, that that may be the best way to go. Um, So, yes, we would welcome hearing from all of you. Awesome. Um, So I made a comment, and let's talk about this for a little bit. Um, if we are to use our imagination, do we rely on a pattern of our past to do that? Or do we have the ability to imagine beyond what's already been made aware to us? Oh, definitely. I mean, that is the important thing is like, uh, so when you talk about looking back over pattern, that's an intellectual Mm -hmm. function. And so we want to actually, you know, move out of the intellectual function over into the right brain function, which allows what needs to happen to start to show up uh, so that new awarenesses show up. So, for instance, there was a woman who had gone through a painful divorce. She was in a new relationship, and they were running into some issues, and she really wanted this to work. And so uh, I asked her to ask her imagination to call up an image that represented what was happening in this new relationship. 
And so all of a sudden she saw an image, and again, her eyes were closed because it's easier to access mm-hmm. the right brain with the eyes closed because we're keeping out all that visual data from coming in. So it just shifts us over to inner inner looking. And so now this image that showed up is her the new man in her life is balancing, trying to balance on a TV table. And she immediately started laughing. And she said, oh, my God, this is what he's been trying to tell me. I am expecting way too much of him. (laughs) You know, that it's really impossible. What I'm asking of him, first of all, limiting the, like, his standing is on this little tiny TV table that's wobbly and unstable. And so uh, then we ask for an image of what it would look like uh, if this were resolved. And all of a sudden, there's an image of the two of them slow dancing together, uh, totally in step with each other, moving as one. And then we moved her into that image, so she actually felt it. So she Mm. felt this moving as one with him experience in her body, and she just totally relaxed. And she said, oh, it feels so safe. And so what had been happening is her fear of the lack of safety and the other relationship and the divorce was stopping her from actually engaging and being with him in an intimate way emotionally. And uh, so two weeks later, he said, what What happened to you? You're like totally different. Yeah. <laughs> and, wow. You know, so it's amazing. So intellectually, that would be hard to grasp and to receive in the same way. But the imagination gave her this insight so that you know there and actually the the you mentioned earlier daydreaming all the new daydreaming research really supports our ability when we turn off the logic we have this creative ability for information to connect in our brain in these new creative ways and bring us some new insight and that's amazing Yeah. And I, you know, here's what I love about this. Isn't the key, and maybe you, we can, you can come back and we can talk about this. Isn't the key in all of us learning how to accept new ways of experiencing this? For example, you know this, and I know this, turn to a 10 year old who you catch daydreaming. What's the first thing you say to him? Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. Come on back. Yeah. <laughs> Get busy. Now, now try doing that to a 40-year-old. Yeah. Not pretty. It's not right. pretty. But yet at the same time, in in the data quagmire that we're in right now, mm-hmm. a little imagination could go a long way. Thank you so much for today. One last question. One last question. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? Well, I think the biggest, I mean, what I really feel my mission is, uh, is to share what I've learned that there is a new way of looking at ourselves emotionally, that we're actually resourced, that we have an organic system that is capable of dissolving uh, uncomfortable feelings naturally, organically, and expanding our positive feelings, that this is who we are. It's how we were born. Like we really have all of the hardware we need. And it's just really learning how to work with our own hardware uh, that, uh, you know, that this is about. And I just want people to know they're already whole and that experience. So sometimes we confuse our human experience as being who we are, who we've become. 
However, experience is just emotional memory that can be changed. It can be regenerated. It can be dusted off. Awesome. Thank you so much. I love that. Hey, we've got another hour coming up. We'll be right back. Lights go out and I can be saved. Tides that I tried to swim against. Preceding audio was via a Skype call.